never ride the waves of being too high or too low because you know that there's going to be ebbs and flows or ups and downs in in performance and progress and success and so a centered leader knows that hey when we're at the bottom the next step is we're going to be back up it began with two guys becoming friends around cycling great beer and strong coffee this is the 2120 podcast Two guys, one subject, 20 minutes, zero excuses. Okay, so for me, when I think about a centered leader, I'm thinking about somebody who is uh, very aware of their impact that they make in their organization, especially around people, right? So if I'm not centered, okay, if I'm not centered, that means that when you come into my office on Monday, I might be extremely high or low, and you come back to my office on Wednesday and I'm the opposite, right? So I have like these peaks at the end around my, either my behavior or my attitude. And that's obviously going to influence my actions. Like how, how receptive am I to a question that you ask? How, how receptive am I to um, giving you feedback or, you know, coaching, those kinds of things. So if I'm centered, I'm going to stay away from those ends where I'm not going to get too high. I'm not going to get too low. You could maybe describe it even as like being even keeled. But here's the thing is if you're uncentered, that probably means that there's so much, so many things that are like up in the air, or maybe you've got these enormous stressors. The best leaders know how to center and, and not get to those edges because when you're, when you're uncentered, people don't know what to expect from you. You're inconsistent. You probably are making hurried decisions and, and all sorts of things. And that certainly impacts everybody around you. Um, being centered, uh, let me just tell you a story about a guy that I can think of right now. It's actually one of my clients. He's always very approachable. They can, you know, his, his crew knows that they can come to him with questions, concerns, and ideas, and that he's going to listen. Now, he might laugh at them, right? Because they have this really cool relationship. Or he might say, that's amazing. Like, what do we need to do here to make that happen? He sees them as not employees or a person on his crew, but he sees their value as a human being. And so his goal is, is to always like continue to invest in them as a human being first, because he knows that that's going to help them, you know, be better in their work. He cares about what's happening with them outside of work. Uh, and again, this is something that's, that's maybe tougher to relate to in a corporate setting. Hopefully it's not, but, but it might be. He's a small business owner. And just again, having that centered presence when this job is going really well over here and they're working on this project and they're just crushing it. But over here on this job, you know, 10 miles away, things are a train wreck and they're a mess. He has the ability then to like bounce between both of them, provide what they need. He brings centering to the other people. So if they're all working on the job that's a train wreck, his presence there calms things, it reassures, it brings confidence. And, you know, um, on the other side where things are going really well, maybe his presence isn't needed there, but what he's there to do then is to like, uh, keep encouraging them and say, Hey, this is going great. This is, you know, you guys are doing great. So that's, that's how I was coming at this whole concept of what's a centered leader and what's an uncentered leader you know, a centered leader goes along with, with the team, mm -hmm. you know, um, a centered leader is there when kind of like at the, 
perfect times when they, when they, when they need to be there, you know, um, that's sem- really key, right? Yeah. Just those perfect times. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think they can be there. Like if you're a good leader, you don't need to be there all the time because you have so many other good leaders underneath you that are, are working towards the same goal. Um, but when you're, when you're not centered or uncentered, uh, and I'm thinking like budget stuff. Oh, Jim's in a great mood today. I'm going to go in and I'm going to get some money from Jim, you know, because <laughs> right. Jim's excited and you walk by and go, Oh, Jim is not in a good mood today. I'm going to wait till tomorrow to talk to him about this, 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 this conversation. <laughs> right. Cause it, it, it's, it's the up and it's, it's the down. You're just, you're, you're in the moment you're, you're down there making a difference, whether it's just communication to see how, how they're doing today, you know, and talking to them about their weekend and, mm-hmm. and bringing excitement to that, or you're down there and they actually like, they need your, they need you to roll your sleeves up a little bit and, and, and dig in, you know, there's, there's that side of things too. You're in the middle of your entire company, your entire brand, your entire vision, whatever that is but you have reach and you have touch to every little category, you know, the back office that is, you know, accounts receivable that pays all your bills. Like you still need to have a finger on that pulse too and, and know how those guys and gals are when, what they're up to in, in that back room. Um, centered leaders have a good understanding of what exactly is going around them all the time. Mm-hmm. Even when, even when they're not there. Mm-hmm. Something that I teach on a lot, I just don't call it centered is, having that awareness, right? You, you said a perfect term early. You said um, they have their finger on the pulse of what's going on. That's a centered leader. And, and that timing then is right. So they have a, it's almost like you develop a sixth sense around where do I need to be? Uh, what's going on here? Like you might hear little things, you might notice little things. You're like, okay, maybe I need to put a little attention over here. That's, um, that's really important because if you are too busy or you're uncentered, you're having a bad day or, or you're riding a wave of really high, you're going to miss things. And um, so I've always appreciated that person that, that brings some sort of, um, you know, that evenness to, to everything. Because here's, here's what I know, whether it's a sports team that you're, that you're playing on or competing on or coaching, whatever it is, or if it's a business or it's a ministry or a nonprofit, you never ride the waves of being too high or too low because you know that there's going to be ebbs and flows or ups and downs in, in performance and progress and success. And so a centered leader knows that, hey, when we're at the bottom, the next step is we're going to be back up. And when you're up at a peak, you have to understand that something could happen or is probably working to happen where that peak is going to go down a little bit. But a centered leader also has their eyes fixed on upward climb, upward mobility, growth trajectory. And that is just so key. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You th- I mean, think of, think of coaching and obviously right now football is the biggest hot spot with COVID right now. Are we playing football? Are we not playing football? But I, there, there are like four or five coaches that just popped into my head. Like and Kirk Ferentz is one where I think he is very even keel. Right. I think you see a bad play happen and he pulls out his little notebook and he scratches some notes. Um, very, very rarely do you see Kirk Ferentz have a Bob Knight moment where he's throwing a chair across the, right. you know, the, the court, freaking out, yelling and screaming, grabbing somebody from the helmet. He's very, very even keel. Um, you know, you, you look at, you know, a, a Bob Knight who is one of the, you know, the best coaches in, in basketball, you know, very rarely was he even keel. Like he was always super intense. Right. He was a great coach. Yeah. You know, um, his, his, his team followed him. You look at, look at like Nick Saban, same, same thing. Like he, 
on the sidelines, he, he looks even keel and something happens. You just see him yelling and screaming and an F-bomb comes out of his mouth. And like, there's, there's those different leaders, but your crew wants consistency. Your team right. wants consistency. They don't want to feel that like, no matter what you do, you are, you suck. You're wrong. Cause you're always getting yelled at. They want to feel like you're, you are doing a good job. And you know, sometimes like you flip to the, the other side, his in, like Kirk Ferentz's intensity when it's exciting is still kind of even keel. Like he's jumping around, he's excited. But then you look at like a Nick Saban's intensity. Right. Like he's he's yelling and screaming and he's jacked up and he's super super animated. Both are both are celebrating victories. Right. One one just looks like he's ready to rip somebody's head off because he's so excited. <laughs> the other one is just is is, is is more is more calm. Right. I I think it's a. I think both can get results. I think um, they're two totally different coaching styles, but you can definitely, you can definitely see the, I think I, me personally would gravitate towards the one like a Kirk Ferentz who I know what I kind of get every day where it's kind of just this smooth water. No, things are, there there are ups and downs, but it's smooth where some of these other ones, the water could get very choppy. You know, I think in sports, that, that might be, um, that'd be an interesting difference because in business, if Matt, if I'm going to come into your office and I don't know what I'm going to get from you, how often am I going to come into your office, right? How oh, often sure. am I going to come to you with, Hey, there's an issue that you need to know about that you don't know about. I might be the only person in the whole, you know, shop that understands this. But if I can't come to you because the last time I did, you went off, you like, you flew off the handle. It was like this huge overreaction. It's pretty unlikely that I'm ever going to come to you with information again, or I'm going to soften it or, you know, I'm just going to change the story a little bit and I'm not going to tell you what you really need to know. Now, if you're the person that is, I know what to expect from you and, and whether I got to drop a significant loss, you know, in your lap, or I got to tell you about a huge win or whatever it might be. At least I know that Matt's, Matt's going to celebrate that, or he's going to be like, okay, what do we need to do to fix this? Instead of like an emotional, like a, a temper tantrum, almost those outbursts really screw up team chemistry and team culture. And, and so that to me is what at the heart of, of, centered and uncentered really looks like it's i don't want to go to somebody if i know that i don't know what to expect that's that's that inconsistency can become a consistency you know like that's bad yeah i know you know the word balanced popped into my head too and obviously being centered there's there has to be a, a balance yeah and you know i teach with my crew you don't need to be the guru, the expert in one category, but I want you to be dangerous in all categories. You mm. know, they, they have passions. Like we have a golf guy that's like his passion's golf and he's going to be d- super, super dangerous in golf because this is his passion, but I need him dangerous in, in racquetball too. And it's the same thing with a new leader. Like you don't need to master every category of leadership. You can have some that you check, you have that box check that you're net years naturally really, really good at this, but you're working on a lot of these, these other things too. And you know, when someone comes into your office and you blow up, it may not be you're blowing up at them, but you're blowing up because of a frustration that you had earlier with something else. Mm-hmm. And that just added to the, the problem. So you're giving this person more of the blow up than you actually, you should. 
you know, when it, when it's, when it's all said and done and a, a balanced leader knows that Jim's coming to me today with a problem, but this major thing that I'm dealing with right now should never affect my decision with helping Jim. You know, here's another thought too. If we flip it just a little bit is if I'm a centered leader, if I'm a balanced leader, um, even keel, all the things that we've just described, I'm exceptionally good for the person that's on my team. So one of my crew, one of my players, whatever it is, maybe they're the one that's struggling with balance and they're the emotional, like they ride these waves of energy up and down and they can be also incredibly disruptive to team chemistry. So having a centered leader for them helps reassure them. It helps bring them back to that center and, and you can coach that person through that. Now, sometimes it's not going to work, right? And, yeah. and you may have to cut that person because of that. They could be a great performer, but they could be so disruptive. It's not the best, but I think that's a separate subject. Well, yeah. I mean, think, think of like the families that are broken, the, you know, the kids that don't have a mom or have a dad and their life's total chaos. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're up taking care of themselves. And, you know, a kid just popped into my head that I'm thinking about right now. And, you know, he's successful, but it took somebody coming into his life to add balance and add, you know, some of that centered, that feeling to him. So now he feels like he has a purpose. Mm-hmm. You know, right. when, it, when you live in mass chaos every day, you're constantly fighting things every day. You know, there's good and there's bad. And when there's victories, there's so many small victories that are overcome by all the, the tragedies and the, the frustrations that they get lost in the mix. But when you have a leader that has balance and can take a room of chaos and calm it down and end up getting results because of it and you know changes the the overall dynamic of whatever was happening that day that's a major win mm-hmm. bad leaders leaders that aren't centered add more chaos you know they add they add more fuel to that fire and then you have more departments that flare up because something just happened when you know i think of a david revere and some of these guys that are, you know had had true balance and were truly centered they would walk into a floor and just their demeanor, their calming nature would make, make the situation better. You know, I, I think of like an upset customer, you know, mm-hmm. when you walk in and you can tell he is, or she is pissed, they want to fight someone and you just walk in, Hey, how you doing today, sir? What's going on? And you have this calming nature about you. You can see them kind of calm a little bit too. But if you go in with your fists up and their fists are there up, you, it's going to, it's going to make things worse. There's a uh, center of your brain and I believe I'm pronouncing it correctly, called the amygdala. Never and it's, it. okay, so it's, it's a small portion in the center of your brain, and it's your emotional response area. And so when, it, it's responsible for your fight or flight, okay? And so think about this with, with children for a second. You cannot reason with a child who's throwing a temper tantrum because that emotional center of their brain has been absolutely triggered. It is... <laughs> No amount of anything can calm that child down at that moment. But here's the thing is, it isn't just for children. Like you have that, I have that. And so what we have to learn how to do is a couple of things. If you can trigger, look at our political climate or look what's happening on Facebook right now. Like here's a post about this and suddenly a war erupts and there's a thousand comments on this. And and it's because people get their emotional centers triggered. And when that happens, we stop thinking logically and we stop using common sense. And so really about the only thing you can do is, is walk away in those moments. And I think your analogy right there with, you know, a, a customer who has been like, maybe that customer has had an 
a ser- you've talked about a series of incredibly poor events that have happened. And it was just like, we tried to fix it this way. They were peaceful and calm through that. But about the eighth try, you know, like, okay, they're lit. Their fuse is absolutely ready to, yep. to you know, they're, they're ready to explode. That's that, that trigger. And so a calming centered leader, there's no other way to approach that because if you meet it with that level of frustration, it's not going to end well. Here's the things that I think about that could contribute to you helping you be centered, right? You have to have somebody to hold you accountable um, just to, to know. Like, Matt, if I'm, if I'm getting triggered, I would hope that you would tell me, like, hey, in that situation there, you, next time you really got to you really got to change how you're thinking about this stuff. Uh, I got to be coachable. So I have to have that humility. I get triggered or I know that I ride waves of emotion when I am stressed or I haven't slept well as a result of stress. So now every little thing, it's like when you have that little open wound, you get a little bit of salt in it. It hurts more. That's, that's to me very similar. So you got to take care of yourself. You got to prepare your body. You've got to have that nutrition, that rest, that, that fitness all of those things contribute to you being more centered. If you're eating crap food all day and at two o'clock in the afternoon, you're tired and and you're frustrated, that's going to contribute to how you're responding to people. It's simple things like that, I think. Are there other things that come to your your mind when we're talking about that? No, I mean, it kind of goes back to, you know, the word you used earlier, like, you know, the the balance side of things, you know, and centered, you know, when it comes to work-life, you know, great leaders have a great work life balance and those outside frustrations that, you know, should never come into a business. They stay out, you know, and they, they know that they're an issue and they will deal with it when they, when they get home. But, you know, the, the ones that don't, you know, kind of wear their entire, you know, you see everything that's happening on their shoulder. Like they, right. it's, it's all of this big ball of, you know, this cloud of anger and frustration and that they carry it, carry it around with them. You know, like it's the it's the cartoon image of, of the kid that walks with a storm cloud above his head everywhere he goes because he's always just mad and frustrated, and then you know he runs into the the guy that has the sunshine and like two polar opposites. You know, mm-hmm. um, but man, like I think of my life and it's so true. Like when you put crap into your body, you feel like, you feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you're surrounded by bad things all the time, you know it, it's it's super easy to be negative. You know, and, you know, you have to find ways to put yourself into some of the positive acts, you know, the side of things too, um, where, a, you know, a balanced leader knows that and feels like when they start to get upset or frustrated, they have to th- rethink things and they have mm-hmm. to take it to take a time out. And, you know, I think, I think sometimes too, where it's okay to take a time out in life where like you're pushing hard on me right now. And I'm trying to be optimistic and I'm trying to be, you know, helpful and I'm trying to be supportive and all these things that, but you just keep pushing and pushing and pushing. I might need to say to you, Hey Jim, I need, I need 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. I need to process some things. I need to get away from you for just a little bit because you're pushing me past where I, where I want to be from a balance standpoint. And if you don't do that, a, a good person like yourself could e- easily push me over the edge. And then, then I go to the other side and then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm rage and I'm frustration and I'm anger where I'm trying to hover in that balance area but depending on what the topic is if you don't take a true time out or say let's take a 10 minute break 
it's and it's it's even that in like in meetings you can, when the meeting starts to go in a direction you don't want to go you say hey guys i tell you what we're gonna do we're gonna take a 15 minute break let's go refill our glasses let's go to the bathroom reset the room and then you come back in and go okay you're kind of heading down a wrong path here you know we had some negativity let's get refocused or re-centered on the tap the topic at hand because those conversations could go in 10 different directions matt that's a that's a great a great recommendation um to especially in a meeting because we've all sat in those where people are coming to to frustration point there's a boiling point there's there's no consensus or all we're doing is arguing not really debating anymore like that physical reset that's huge good good idea here's here's my contribution i'm going to advocate that every business should have a dog <laughs> here's here's why i'm just glanced over my shoulder and uh our dog is just you know laying on the floor looking at me like hey what are you doing you know and it it just put a little smile on my face. <laughs> it's funny. Dogs yep. can bring it back to the center. Yep. Well, I think we should end there. Yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Well, I'm Jim. I'm Matt. Catch you next time. 2,500 downloads. It started with just two guys sitting around drinking coffee or maybe at the right time of day it was a beer, having a discussion about things that were important to us and just the idea that maybe someday somebody else would care to listen we're just getting started we're just getting started on where the 2120 podcast is going so thank you again for being part of it and we'll catch you next time